Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about Yellowstone Season 5. I have Alma and Michelle with me. How are you, ladies? Fantastic! I'm super excited to be chatting about Yellowstone, a show that I'm absolutely obsessed with. I even named my car Rip, and Beth is my spirit animal. (laughs) I I was dressed up as her for Halloween 2021 and last year. I want to see. I want to see those photos. Oh, I'll show you the photos. (laughs) (laughs) You need to share them with me. You got it. (laughs) What about you, Michelle? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited. This is my first podcast ever. So I'm super excited to be here and talking to you guys about Yellowstone. (laughs) Yay. Well, just so you know, I start off with a question of the day. And there is so much to love about the show. So much. But one reason to tune in is for the Cowboys. (laughs) So the the question of the day is Rip or Casey? Oh, I will take Rip any day. (laughs) (laughs) I really like both of their characters, but yeah, it's Rip all the way. He is manly. (laughs) I like it. He totally is. And I'm sure he's on everybody's list. But, you know, you guys, I don't know, maybe I'm going the other way. I really like Casey. I really do. From the moment I saw him, I've seen him in other things. And there's just something about him that draws me to him. And the way he is so committed to his wife and his child. And I don't know, he puts them above even the ranch and his family. I don't know. There's just something about him that draws me to him. Although I know Rip is a popular choice and I do love him too. I don't know, Diana. I feel like, you know, Casey is pretty popular. One of my best friends adores Casey. And I think it's because she likes those pretty boys. Yeah, <laughs> so that might be it. probably half and half. We're going to have to check that out. I'd be really curious what the percentage is on each. Each, yeah. I think it's probably even. Yeah, it could be. But yes, yeah. we, we wouldn't have to guess who yours is when you name your car. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I wouldn't kick either one of them off the road. No, no. <laughs> Not at all. You know, I'm sorry, I'm getting off on the subject here, but I did recently watched YouTubes on them, you know, because they've had a feud sort of with each other in the initial first couple seasons. And I was watching just them going back and forth when uh, Casey was being chased by that bear or not being chased, but when that bear was coming up to him and Rip comes and and, you know, scares the bear off and they have that exchange of words. And then when they both have to fight each other in that um, corral, when everybody's watching, And John's there, too. I mean, all of that. I had forgotten about all of that. Yeah. With Rip and Casey fighting each other? Yes. Oh, I forgot about that, too. (laughs) Yeah, not this season. I was thinking of Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of Lloyd and Rip. But you're right. I totally forgot about those two. Oh, yeah, because he was now in charge of the... Yes. He was going to be the... Okay, I totally... Yeah, that's right. I know, right? I thought, ooh. Yeah. Because I was looking up the information because I wanted to see how you were saying, Velma, about, you know, uh, doing some sort of poll about, you know, which one of them would be more popular. 
And when I was just Googling it myself to see if there was one out there, the main thing they brought up was the feud and them fighting. It was nothing to do with, you know, (laughs) who people gravitated toward. So um, I just thought that that was, um, yeah, that was interesting. But we would love to know from you friends out there what you think. Are you team Rip? Are you team Casey? I mean, who's your favorite cowboy? We'd love to know. You can let us know what you think. You can leave us a comment on social media, our website, screensinfocus.com, or email at screensinfocus at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. The links are in the show notes. Okay, Yellowstone. I love this show. I mean, Kevin Costner, I was totally hooked from the beginning. Mm -hmm. He plays, of course, John Dutton, the patriarch of the biggest ranch in Montana with this gorgeous landscape. And he has to contend with everything that goes on with that. Then there's this Native American element, which I love. And plus all the relationships and the dynamics and the sibling rivalry and corruption and the secrets. (laughs) And there's just so much more. And we're going to dig into all of that. But I want to know from each of you, what drew you to the show? What sucked you in? You know, Diana, this is Valma. Just like what you're saying right now, all of it sucks me in. But what really sucks me in is just the love that Rip and Beth have for each other. The way that he looks at her as he's like this big, burly, tough guy cowboy, you know? Yeah. He always softens up when he looks at her. It it just mm-hmm. melts my heart. I, I I'm in love, seriously. And then John Dutton, he's such a respected patriarch as well. The show is so well done. The characters, the storyline, the scenery. I mean, just, it's a package. It's a full package. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that they also have characters that appeal to everyone, really. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Michelle? Uh, Well, I was super late to the party watching Yellowstone, just like everything else. I'm always a a few seasons or more behind um, on on the popular shows. So, of course, it was all the the hype that made me want to watch it. And then from the very moment it started, um, you know, you have a preconceived notion, you know, Kevin Costner's the um, star. And so I expected the good guy that Kevin Costner always is. And, you know, immediately within the the first episode, I was like, Oh, wait, (laughs) you know, he he's, he's not the good guy. I mean, this is very interesting side. So I think I was really drawn by that and continue to be drawn in by that because it's, he's so the dichotomy of his character it changes from extraordinarily warm with his family to his commitment to his family legacy in the ranch to the soft side of him with Tate or with Monica or with his son, you know, yeah. and then there's still that toughness of the cowboy. And so I think it's really John Dutton that drew me in. And then of course, all of the different characters as they were introduced in the drama that at sometimes is at its peak and other times it's, it's a little more mellow and you're just curious of all it just, there's so much material with what's being um, um, set up that it just makes you tune in. I've, I've, I've definitely binged it. I only, I not only binged it once at catching up, I think I started it watching it five months ago for the first time oh, and God. I watched it all the way through and then I watched it again. Yeah. So I've watched it twice in the last five months. It, it helped <laughs> me for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what you both said just resonates with me because, Valma, you talked about the story and the characters and just offering so much for a lot of people. And I totally agree with that. It's just um, 
it's just uh, written so well. And with it written so well, I feel like John's character is written really well, which is, Michelle, kind of you saying um, it's John in his presence and the, you know, the, what he brings to that character. And I just found myself, especially this season, really uh, being moved or kind of changed by his words. Like he really affected me. I'm thinking, man, he's so good. Uh, it's kind of surprising that he's just now the governor because I feel like uh, he could have done this before with just the way he speaks. I, I mean, he wasn't even going to run and then he runs. And we're going to get into that in a minute because I'm getting ahead of myself right here. But yes, I, I agree that John Dutton is a big draw uh, for this series. They're the only other thing I would say is um, the other part that I, I look forward to, which is interesting because I don't think I'm normally drawn to looking at the scenery, cinematography, blah, blah, blah shows. I'm just not one that, you know, necessarily notes those kind of things. But I will tell you that that just the lifestyle and the the scenery, the um, shots the, that, well, I'm going to go back to lifestyle just because it makes me so intrigued mm -hmm. by the ranch lifestyle. It's something I'm you know, born in a city or a suburb and I don't know it very well. And then just, it makes me, it, it, it makes me want to be there, understand it more and it makes me want to put on cowboy hats. Let's go ladies. Um, I just really like the lifestyle. <laughs> I'm <paying for> that. <laughs> Sign me up yeah, right now. Yeah. I love it. All right. We are going to dig into season five and start off with episode one, and then we're going to dig into the characters and the relationships and some of the moments that stuck out to to all of us, and then we'll head into episode eight, the mid-season finale. So just to catch everybody up, season four recap, we see John Dutton runs for governor to squash the development plans of the vacation resort and the airport. Jamie kills his biological father after it is revealed he tried to kill the Duttons. Beth marries Rip. Casey goes on a spiritual journey and Monica is pregnant. And so in season five, episode one, John wins the election for governor. Beth is ecstatic. Jamie is not. Monica goes into labor, early labor, and is in a car accident with her son, Tate. So tell me, what did you guys think of this episode? Well, Diana, you know, the car accident just really breaks my heart. So I prefer not to go into that aspect of it. But what uh, stands out the most is when John's hesitation when he's being sworn in as governor. You know, he knows that there's a lot of work to do. It got really quiet and he commented about his ranch and wanting to do like what's best for the state. He makes a comment about not ever having a plan to be a politician. What would Montana look like in a hundred years? You know, New Yorkers, novelty, California's toy. I mean, just these little comments, like it's so true, right? But when he cancels the funding for Paradise Valley Airport and the commercial developments, and then makes a comment about doubling property taxes and having additional fees to all non-residents, I'm like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the kicker is when he fires a team of people that were in this meeting for policy that he's not even invited to. Yeah. He's like, you're all fired, go. And, uh, to find out that he is saving the state $1.6 million. <laughs> yeah. That seriously blew my mind. I was so proud. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that yeah. was really cool. That really stood out to me. Um, Michelle? 
For me, yeah, I, I, I think what I got from season one and so much, I mean, episode one, excuse me, is, is it, everything changed so drastically. Like the realization of we really are going like to the, to Helena, you know, to, to, to not have the routine that we've gotten used to in the first four years. Um, and then that was my first reaction. And then after that, I started looking at all the things that it set up, you know, Beth's role changing. Um, Jamie's role changing, John's role changing and them leaving the, the ranch or having to be away from the ranch, um, more often. And then, of course, that changes all of the, the hands roles in at the ranch. And, um, so it was just like all the changing roles of everyone and the, and, um, the responsibilities that they have now taken on and what that's going to mean. And it got more and more interesting as, you know, of course, as the season went on, but mostly it was that us as viewers were going to see a lot of things change that were intriguing and, and kept you see, tuning in for episode two. Yeah, exactly. What I love about the show is I love everything that, or this episode, I should say, is all those things you guys mentioned. What I really noticed that um, I'm really kind of gripped as I watch all of us get to experience what it's like to be on this ranch or take care of this ranch and or what happens to the livestock, uh, you know, and different things or in the land and everything else that happens. So I really liked seeing Casey, you know, in his livestock commissioner mode. I just thought that that was pretty cool because he's chasing down these horse thieves along the along the Canadian border and dealing with different people at the same time. At first, I wasn't sure what was happening. It's like, you really had to pay attention. You're like, who are these people? Oh, they look like they're uh, stealing the horses because, he, you know, here Casey and his group are chasing them down. But then you see other people on the other side of that the police river. <laughs> yes. Police. And they're police. <laughs> and, and just all of that. And that one thief was you know, trying to go over and then he, he ropes him. And I just thought all of that was just so exciting to watch. Yeah. And I just thought it was so cool. And I love that we get to see it and experience that. Mm -hmm. So I just like the reminders yeah. that we see. Yeah. And who knew that happened at the border between, yes. <laughs> between Montana yes. and Canada, that there's whatever they are, Mounties or whatever they're called. Yeah. But yeah, who knew that's happening? That's a daily thing. And oh, this is our side. Yeah. That's your side. Yeah. I never even thought of it. Never even thought of yeah. it. That was Police cool. right. on horses right. just to like, you know, sit on their horses and let all these bandits basically bring the horses through. Yeah. I, I don't know. That that really blew Crazy. my mind. I'm like, what is happening yeah. right now? <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. Well, now I can't even remember. Weren't they going to keep them? Yes. And didn't Casey mm -hmm. say mm -hmm. something that made them say, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. So yes, yes, he did. Yeah. I think it was a threat. Yeah, but exactly, <laughs> exactly. Huh. It was very cool. Well, they were I wrong. Love that. Yeah. Yes, they were. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the relationships in Yellowstone, and I we've already talked about uh, Rip and Beth, but we're going to dig in a little further. So tell me what you guys think of these two. Oh, like, you know what? My heart is seriously bursting out of my shirt right now because I feel like it's so sexy and deeply loving. Rip is so committed and so patient. Yeah. Beth is off the chart. She's crazy, crazy, but I just adore her. In this season, I do love how she asks Rip to forgive her for everything prior to now. 
He's like, what do you mean? He's like, no, please just forgive me for everything until now. That just really exposed her heart, right? She reminisces about what she put him through throughout the years. He then tells her he is the only one who truly knows her heart. He tells her that she did put him through hell. And the goal for her is to let herself be happy. I mean... That's huge. That's so thoughtful. He just wants her to just let things go and be happy and be content. That's the goal for today. Seriously, I need a rip in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I want a rip in my life. (laughs) Yeah, I have to agree with everything that Balma said. I I love, I mean, his face when he looks at her. I, my heart melts. I I want a a man to look at me like that. I mean, I think every woman probably would. And the acting is, you know, you forget it's acting the way she looks at him. You truly believe these two people love each other. And, and then when you think about how messed up they really both are, you know, going the deep um, uh, knowledge they have of each other, going back to childhood and the things that they've exchanged. I, I can't even remember the exact thing that they exchanged, but they talked about, Basically, there is no good and there is no evil. It's just what I love. And anybody that comes near to hurt that, uh, I will destroy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they both agree. Like, that's their philosophies in life. So they share that. Mm -hmm. They share all the damage that they both have that is really severe. Um, And they understand each other and they're each other's anchors. Like, I can't, I thought about it the other day when I was watching one episode. Like, what if something ever happened to one of them? You know, they were both, yeah, it would be. They're just so beautifully in love with each other for their faults. They're good. They're bad. They're even worse. You know, they both know each other and um, I've seen their most ugly sides. Um, And so I just think it's, it's a a true acceptance and true love that goes so deep um, that is just, there's hard to, it's hard to put words around it. Mm -hmm. It's just really fun to watch. Yeah. Love it. And then when uh, Valma was talking, I was thinking how he tells her, you need a new fight. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, yeah. And I was thinking, I think she has one <laughs> with Jamie. Her uh, brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's who she's directing it all to. And I love that they show it in a flashback because we can mm-hmm. hear someone say it, but when we see it ourselves, I've always loved flashbacks. I, I just do. They just add so much to what yeah. um, we are watching. And I I really do enjoy them. And it was, um, you know, good to see just them and their personalities. Then. And also, you both had talked about how deep their love is. And it is. And I love seeing it. But and then as we had talked about in prepping for this um, podcast episode, I kept bringing up to you guys that moment where they're both in the meadow. And I'm like, why do I keep bringing up that moment? Because I didn't (laughs) think it stuck out to me at all. It was just something that kept popping up. But I thought to myself, wow, they have known each other since they were young, really young. And yet they find this place to be so beautiful and peaceful and there's nothing else around. And I think it was Beth that said that she just wants to be there with him. And that's all. And they could just mm-hmm. shut the whole world out. And can you imagine that that's how they feel right now after knowing each other for decades? I mean, that's saying a lot. That's a lot of love. That's just crazy. And I, and it's just, um, I just think that's why people tune in because they just love seeing that 
because that's what Diana, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I know. It's just so touching. It yeah. just oh, makes yeah. my heart melt. I just love it so much. And then you picture him going and finding that spot. He searched for it based upon words she had said. And so, you know, just... It's kind of like, you know, a, a woman finding a big ring in a jewelry store and the guy going back and buying it. And yet he's doing it with just the beauty of the land oh, of, of Montana yeah. and mm. sereneness and aloneness and uh, all of the, um, uh, it yeah. was very romantic, yes, it very was. romantic yeah. and a beautiful shot also shot beautifully. Yeah. I read somewhere that um, his, in real life, um, his, his daughter doesn't like seeing the that of course she doesn't doesn't like and she's young too the Aww. daughter's young but she doesn't like seeing him kiss her she know, should have been watching it then <laughs> yeah i know right uh and that the wife you know the wife and uh you know beth are um well the actress they're for good friends and they all hang good. out with each other so they get along really well so i just thought that that was pretty cool that's awesome yeah all right so let's talk about the siblings and other relationships on the show. What do you guys think about those? <sighs> the siblings, you know, when I think of the siblings and just the rivalry, just the drama, I have to go with Jamie and Beth. Yeah. You know, when they keep talking about that appointment that he took her to and that she's no longer able to give birth. And then, you know, after that uh, bar fight, um, she is in jail and then he picks her up and she's telling him, you need to figure out how to get me out of here. So he goes and yeah. picks her up and, and then for her to sit in that passenger seat and look behind her and see the baby seat back there, she's like, what the heck is happening? What, what's happening? Do you, do you have a child, Jamie? He's like, yeah, yeah, uh, I have a son. Nobody knows about this, right? And she's just so heartbroken. She's like, what? God gave you a son? You guys, I I was crying. Yeah. I mean, that was so powerful because I felt her emotion, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Poor thing. Poor yeah. thing. Just wow. It yeah. was just really powerful and heartbreaking to me. It It was. You know, it was interesting because we all know how, of course, how enraged she is with her brother. And it was... At that moment, he was apologizing to her and he was saying, you know, if I could take back any moment, any moment in my past, it would be that moment. And I felt like he was being really honest with her. Sincere. That. Yeah, I, very yeah, sincere. Yeah. But it wasn't mm -hmm. enough. It's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough for her. And I kept thinking, what would it take for her to feel differently or feel anything because i thought for a second she seemed to to absorb what he was saying but it it wasn't enough she was still pissed off and i thought wow maybe she's mad at herself because mm. you know how when you well not me not any of you guys but you know <laughs> when people really lash out at people sometimes it's just what comes out but it may not be that person that you're directing it all to. It's something, it's just a way to vent. Yeah. And so I just, um, I don't know. I just started thinking to myself if she blames herself and that's just the way of her venting it all mm -hmm. out. I don't know. It just came to mind. Interesting. I had forgotten about that scene. I don't know, Diana. You know, I kind of think that she's 
not blaming herself at all. She's 100% blaming him, you know, and and that pressure is all on him. And that's what makes it so heartbreaking as well, because he is regretful of that whole decision, but he did everything to help her, right? And it was just botched up. It's just a horrible, horrible situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I would imagine he was pretty young too at the time. So he wasn't making great decisions Mm-hmm. Well, plus it was to protect the family name. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was to protect them from scandal. So his initial intention was was good and what he'd been taught from the very beginning and probably something that even Beth herself would have agreed with. It's just mm-hmm. what where he took her and the fact that how they how the procedure worked. Mm-hmm. Right. And and he he um yeah, it's something I'm sure that he just kind of went along with without any, obviously without any premeditation, because mm-hmm. he did not know that mm-hmm. before he was there. But if she made it real clear that there's only one way that, that there's going to be any, it's never going to be enough. The yeah. only way is that he feels the pain that she feels. Yeah. And, you know, of course, that adds that element of the fact that he has a son now. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, every for little, her to make those comments about hurting the son, I'm like, oh my gosh, please, please don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I know, exactly. right? Please don't do exactly. that. I it think just shows how heartbroken she is. Yeah, I think that I don't think that she would ever do that. No, she I just saying no. she just lashes no, out. Yeah. Sometimes I think she just you know lashes out with maybe not the full intention of doing it, not to somebody else. If it was just to him, I could imagine her doing something to him, but I don't think she would harm a child. Well, he was yeah. concerned about it though. I you know. think about how he left her, yeah. he's like, oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, he was going to run her over <laughs> when he, he went racing nervous. at her. I'm like, nervous. oh, my God, please don't run her over. <laughs> I'm like, well, oh. in a he way, how far. Exactly. It's like, what yeah. is this woman really capable of? Maybe. You know, it's yeah. like, I'm not taking mm-hmm. any chances. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and that whole, that motherly and, and. Child um, thing brings me to what my relationships, because of course, um, Beth and, and Jamie come to mind first. Um, but I have all along been wondering what's happening with Beth and Carter. Um, so, you know, there's, I, I, I mean, there was that beginning where it, it seemed as though she was taking him in as though he was her child. And, and then they had the falling out because he was dishonest and other, other things that happened. So I'm so curious of what's happening with that because there has been no scenes with them together, mm-hmm. no acknowledgement of, of what he means to her. There's been some with him growing up and being around Rip yeah. and clearly Rip is treating him as the same way he was treated when he came to the ranch, um, and teaching him all the right things. But I'm so curious what's going to happen, um, with Beth and Carter. Um, and then the other one, you, cause you asked about relationships in general, there's so many to comment yeah. on. I mean, I could think of, of, you know, so many, but the other one that comes to mind is, for me is, um, Jimmy and Emily, the new girl at, at, um, the, the ranch in Texas. And, um, I don't know. I just, I get, I just get a feeling about that, um, that, that, that there's something, something's coming, um, and I'm afraid it's tragedy and, and somehow the first girlfriend is her name, Allie, or I can't remember her name. Um, I can't recall her name either. Yeah. yeah I did I like her too. I think it might too. be Allie. Uh, yeah. I think it might be her, um, <laughs> that she comes into it somehow. Cause they never really said a proper goodbye. She was definitely hurt. Um, so I think there's something brewing there, but, um, it'll be interesting to see. 
I just get that feeling every time I see a scene with the two of them in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. I hope not for Jimmy's sake, right, but I just sake, have a feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. Exactly. I really like um, Clara Brewer, the new uh, John's new assistant. And, you know, she's become an important ally to the whole family. And she is played by Lily Kay. Her real life dad is Stephen Kay, who is the director on, I think, a lot of these episodes and also an EP on the show. And then her stepmom is Piper Perivo. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce your last name, but who plays Summer. So it's so interesting that she got this role and, you know, here she is the assistant, but I really do like her. I love the dynamic she has with John. She's just, she's new, but I don't know. She gets it. I just feel like she's his confidant now and just him showing her the ranch and her riding the horse and, and just, um, she just fits in so well. And I just really love her character. I, uh, I agree. I just think they have a great chemistry together. And also, uh, just FYI, I don't know if you guys caught this, but when John was at the fair and about to kiss Summer in the background, I don't know if he mentions it or not, but it is Clara kissing a woman, a cowgirl. And, uh, which was, we hadn't seen her hook up or meet up with anybody. So here she is kissing this person, uh, right as John's going to be kissing, um, Summer, which, okay, the dad directed this episode. So here he has his daughter <laughs> with, with this woman. And do you know who the woman is? It's actually Clara's real life partner. I was going to ask oh, that. Yes. Wow. It's your real life partner because of COVID. Oh, that's so cool. They needed, you know, everyone to be safe. And so Standard. it was like, oh. okay, let me kiss my partner because that'll oh. work out great. So they brought her in. <laughs> they kissed in the background. And then he's directing his wife giving, kissing Kevin Costner. So <laughs> it was a fun day for him. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Not. Well, it also, it served a purpose, I think, by by taking out the sexual in any kind of 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 jealousy on anybody else's part and, and the fear that she might be somehow attracted to, or uh, people might get the wrong idea about her relationship with John Dutton. It, it took that completely out of, of the possibility or realm of, of reality. Yeah. So I think it served two purposes. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. I love it. I really like yeah. her. Really, really like her a lot. I do too. Yeah. I do too. I like the strength of her character and I like that she's learning just right. the appreciation of, mm-hmm. of all of it. Yeah. Um, and and uh, same with Summer, actually, you know, that Summer's going, wow, I had such a misconception about you all here in Montana and you should invite more people here and tell them what it's really about. Cause now I understand why you raise cattle and why you brand cattle and why you vaccinate Vaccinate. cattle. cattle. Yeah. Yeah. It was all very interesting for her to come to that realization Mm -hmm. of things outside of her world as a environmentalist um, that had only been limited up to that. Yeah. I love that. She had the biggest growth and that's why I'm seeing John just says these things that just 
fit perfectly, you know, the words that come out of his mouth. And it changes her. It doesn't change her completely. She's not going to, you know, give up everything that she knows. But yeah, she's learning and she's being exposed to things that she hasn't been before. And it's almost as if she took a stance because that was the stance that she wanted to be on without really knowing what the other side really was or why it was. That's all she knew prior to being exposed to what she was being taught or, you know, exposed to in Montana. Right. Well, a good example would be the wheat. I think it was wheatgrass they were talking about. Do you like wheatgrass? Yes, I do. You know, well, what do you think they, how many things did they, how many living things did they kill to plant that wheatgrass? I think it was, it might've been a different crop, Uh but you know, he, it it wasn't just speaking to her. Yes. She got the realization, but it's always speaking to the audience. There's certain things that he says that is very much like, let's think about how ironic it is that you guys are, you know, protesting (laughs) over here about this when really there's a lot going on to make, to sustain the lifestyle that you think is, is healthy and um, not harmful. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, there's a lot of those, a lot of those. All right, let's head into episode eight, which is the mid-season finale. It opens up with a flashback of John and Rip and how that loyalty began along with the branded chest. And then in current time, we revisit Jimmy at the 666. <laughs> That's hard. Ranch. At the 46 four, four ranch. Yeah, four six 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 is ranch. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so uh, as Rip and the others prepare to take the herd to Texas, John puts his support behind Rainwater's efforts as Jamie seeks to impeach his father. Beth confronts Jamie as she learns about the train station and that <laughs> the war begins. It begins to brew. So what did you guys think of this mid-season finale? Well, the war begins to brew. Yeah, it kind of blew my mind that Beth didn't even know anything about the train station, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. okay, that that was an eye-opener. Um but just having Jimmy at that other ranch, 6666, right? Uh, wow. You know, to, to just kind of go back a little bit and how John Dutton wanted to send Jimmy out to another ranch for him to just really learn the ropes, you know? He was just so raw in the beginning. <clears throat> and then during the finale, you can really, well, for me anyway, I got the sense that he... He learned a lot. He, he's like, wow, this guy's like a real cowboy now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel, though, him and connected with Emily, the vet, I think that's an odd pair. I wouldn't have put those yeah. two together. So yeah. I'm very curious how they're going to end up. But for now, I think it's tender. I think it's cute. I like the way she calls him out on certain things with like his beer bottles or whatever. As <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just these little tidbit things that, um, that stand out. And I, I think it's just tender. It's special. Yeah. But he definitely has a lot more confidence than when he first started. So that's good. <laughs> like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of if there was, I think when I was watching the final episode, it was more for me, not necessarily anything that stood out in that episode, but all that had led up to it. It's very clear. I think that the beginning of season five was very mellow and a lot of queuing up of things that are about to really happen so that I I cannot wait until the rest of the episodes come out 
just so many little things that they queued up. And I, you know, I think that between, I think you already brought up Balma, Sarah Atwood from um, uh, private equities and her role, um, how convincing she has been in these, in like her love for Jamie and then her comment when Beth broke and entered and <laughs> um, assaulted Jamie, you know, and basically I hope you're enjoying my whatever derogatory term she used, brother. And she said every inch of him. And oh, that, yeah. Sexy, unbelievable voice. And <laughs> she really, she has me convinced that she is is legitimately caring for Jamie at moments. And I know better. I mean, I saw, you know, the setup, the queue yeah. up when she's going there, but it, it does make you wonder. Yeah, I agree. And then there were so many other things that happened, you know, Beth and her bar fight and combining it with breaking and entering and assaulting and um, Clara, you brought up Clara earlier and Dawn telling her that, you know, she says, I don't even know um, how you, how the truth can't be the thing that prevails or something along those lines. I'm definitely misquoting. And he says, well, you need to learn to, to fight with menace. I mean, that's how you combat, um, you know, those kind of things. And Clara, you know, clearly is a student of, of is clearly on board with being a student of what John's about mm-hmm. to teach her. And um, so yeah, they're, t- they're queuing up a lot. Uh, and again, back with summer realizing what's happening at the ranch John's relationship with Monica finally getting healed and her starting to understand and take on, like, she's now going to go live in the um, East. What was it? Yeah. Uh, like the, the place yes. that they're get the house. Yes. Yeah. And so now she's got a, a vested interest in the ranch and can you keep it going for me while I'm in Helena? And so everybody's coming together in their different growth ways and, and they're getting set to take care of the ranch while all this, other stuff is going on. And, and again, I cannot wait to see how it all the pieces come together. Um, and it's going to lead to a very exciting second half of season five. I can't wait. Yeah. Got to wait till the summer though. Dang it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I might have to watch the whole thing again. By yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Ed, the more you're talking about it, Michelle, I know like, it oh, gets so exciting. I just right? watch it again. I just want to like take it in all over again. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> well, and also you guys brought up moments that I had, uh, hadn't thought about or I'd forgotten because so many th- different things are happening with different people. Mm-hmm. And I re, again, I talked about the, uh, flashbacks, but I really do like seeing them because we see so much of Rip and John. We see their backstory and how just pivotal it was, uh, for both of them. And we see how it has developed. And by the way, I do love that Josh Lucas plays the younger John Dutton. They don't look exactly the same or anything, but there's just something that is carrying through that I believe it. I believe it. I have seen other shows where somebody plays a younger person version of the main person and it doesn't, I, it's hard to buy into it. But this one, I feel it. I buy it. I, I just, it's, it works for me for for him. <laughs> yeah. And I really like Josh Lucas too. I think he's, he, he's just a good actor, <laughs> but it was just, uh, you know, interesting to see all of that because we also see when the train station uh, area, how that came to be. I don't know how much they were using it before then, but I'm sure they were. And that is where Rip learns about it, right? Because it's the first time they're dumping a body and then that's when they brand him and all of that 
part of it. So it, it was just really cool watching the uh, flashback on that. I also really have liked Casey and Monica's storyline this whole season mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people did not like Monica previous seasons because they felt she was taking Casey away from his family, (laughs) you know, driving him away um, from his, you know, his ranch and and his family. So I feel like this season, they are really growing together instead of growing apart, which I just love so much. Oh my Um, gosh, Diana, for you to even make that comment, that one scene when Casey's sitting out on his porch and he starts crying and then she walks out and she's like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm going through my yes. own trauma basically, you know, and yeah. I didn't even think about you. Yeah. So that scene to me and what you just mentioned too, Monica was so insignificant to me before. Yeah. I didn't feel like she was trying to, I right. didn't feel like she, her, I don't know if she didn't have much of a personality, but now she has a deeper, in-depth personality. Yes, she does. That stands out more. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying her more. Well, I think she's also, for me, this is just a personal thing. I, I really honestly don't enjoy whiny characters. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and to me, she was yep. such yes. a whiny character. And there was parts that even time, sometimes when Kate Tate became a whiny yes. character mm-hmm. and that drove me crazy too. Yeah. And now all of a sudden she's just got this presence and mm-hmm. this understanding. And yes, she's showing kindness to Casey, which wasn't there for mm-hmm. a long time. So yeah. I'm, I'm really happy to see it. Yeah. Too. That's yeah. spot on Michelle. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I think we were all feeling what everybody else was feeling earlier on. But yeah, it, it, there is a big shift and I just love seeing it. And I also think adding to that is the relationship between John and Monica, because mm-hmm. that has grown also. And I loved it when John talks directly to Monica to ask about moving to the small house. Uh, mm-hmm. He just goes straight to the source to who's wearing the <laughs> pants in the family. So I'm going to go ask her. <laughs> Let's bypass you, Casey, right now, um, which I thought was just so cool. It was great. And and even yeah. at that moment after that, I love that John goes to Casey and just says something like, I just love you, son, or something, and hugs mm-hmm. him. And Casey's like, what is going on? And he's like, do you have mm-hmm. a death sense I don't know about something <laughs> happening to you? Yeah, so I've just loved seeing Monica change and evolve. And also, she is the one that was telling so much to Summer, just sharing a lot of family uh, and ranch background that I think she needed to know. And I think it was easier for Summer to take the information Mm -hmm. from uh, Monica. So I, I just think that they wrote her character and Casey relationship and Tate's relationship all of them just so much better this season and and I just feel like they're just in a in a good path because Casey shares with Monica about his um you know his vision his journey about how he has to make a choice and it's basically I have to choose the ranch or I have to choose you and mm-hmm. he's telling her basically he's not going to not choose her but it makes it easier when they're both there, when he yeah. can choose both of them at the exactly. same time. And she's yeah, making exactly. it. She's the one who's making that possible 
So, and then they, I think he says something to her, Casey says something to her about like, um, I think Monica says something about being them three or he wants a brother. I don't know what he says, but Casey yeah. says, well, we'll work on that. So I just thought that yeah. that was, yeah. that, that was Again, cute. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Also her, um, Monica, um, talking with, um, Beth, that was another thing, you know, like, why oh, are we yeah. so mean? Like yeah. why? I mean, all of that, that was a really cute scene, that whole thing. I liked it. Um, and just trying to, it just she's being more accepting and honest and and there seems to be a, a relationship developing mm-hmm. developing between those two which is also fun to t- fun to watch talk about two opposite characters yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so appreciating each other all right we've talked about all this love Let's talk about the crazy moments in this season. So we saw Summer and Beth get into a brawl, which was, oh my gosh, I'm like, what is happening here? But it was so cool to watch. I didn't think it was going to go that far. I didn't, but it did. It was good to watch. It was far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear about that from you guys. And also, you know, Beth hits Jamie with a brick. I mean, on the side of the head, and then you see his head go and hit the table or whatever it was. I thought, oh my God, he's going to die right then and there. If he didn't, he gets up. And so I just thought that that was a crazy moment too. And then they plot to kill one another. I mean, that's huge. That's huge that they're both getting to that uh, place in both their minds that they're going to kill one another. I mean, that's like, that's your sibling. That's like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know where it's going here from here, you guys. And let, let me hear what you guys have to say about that. Those things. Oh my first. gosh, Diana. You know, just that you bring up that the fight between Summer and Beth and they're out there. And then for Rip to go and make a comment about, okay, I'm not going to yeah. stop that. You guys, you know, when you're done and then they go back in and they're continuing to eat. And then Beth spits <laughs> out a tooth. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then the way Summer, her face, it was like, she was so proud of herself. <laughs> okay. So that stands yeah. out to me, by the way. All yeah. Right? yeah. But um, what really stands out to me, and I find it also to be tender is uh Beth. She wanted to go dancing. She wanted to go to this bar. Oh. Rip knew it was not a good idea. Right. And she's like, I want to go, blah, blah, blah. So they end up going. And then the California girl ends up trying to pick up on Rip. He's like, yeah, no, this is not a good idea. My wife's right over there. She's like, okay, well, then let me go over there and talk oh to her. What is this woman thinking? I know. And for her to, like, say what she did, I don't remember what it was exactly. Something along the lines of, I'm taking your husband home with me. Yeah. Uh, and you can come and watch if you Or something. Oh, that did not sit well with Beth. She gets that beer bottle, smacks it over that girl's head. They get this big old fight. There's big old brawl happening. And then just to fast forward a little bit, while she's in jail, she's like, Jamie, you need to figure out how to get me out of here. Yeah. He's like, how am I going to do that? Right. You know. <laughs> but he wants to try to get his sister out of there. She's like, well, I have some info, intel on you, so you better do this or you're in trouble, basically, right? Yeah. But then what he comes up with as he uh, sits with, you know, the the California girl and uh, basically just says, you know what, you want to press charges on this person. Didn't say that it's his sister or who she is or anything like that. I thought that was very, you know, professional. 
and then to mention what she had said, and she's the one that was actually aggravating. Yeah. And that's why the assault even happened. And she ended up pressing, uh, dropping all the charges and going back to California. It's like, I'm out. And for her to make a comment about these, what did she say? Rednecks in Montana or something? Oh, like, yeah. I can't wait to yeah. get out of here. He's like, I can't wait for you to get out of here, basically. <laughs> um, that sticks out to me. I thought that was a really good scene. I'm like, yeah, girl, you go. Just get out. <laughs> it just makes me think how some people just think that they can get away with something because of their ego or whatever, you know? And I'm so glad that Jamie was able to to take care of that for, yeah. for Beth. Yeah. On so many levels. <laughs> it's the principle of it all, really, for me. Yeah. As you said that, I'm sorry, <laughs> I was just started thinking yeah. about the times that so many times he does help her out. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know where this is going with those two. It's just, yeah. I know they're plotting to kill one another. Oh my gosh. Ah. Well, they say love and hate are closer to the same emotion <laughs> than anything else. Right. Yeah. So they definitely still, there's that, even though they're not necessarily blood there's still something there that's deep-rooted love and that leads into a whole whole bunch mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's very interesting because I, I don't it, that's i think that's what m makes us all as viewers so torn conflicted and, yeah. and intrigued all at the same time because it is all of those things yeah you're right she's so mean to him poor, I know. poor guy she really <laughs> is it really yeah. is I don't have any other crazy moments. I think you, you highlighted them all. I mean, there's some other intriguing moments that, that, you know, little things they planted the seed. Again, I keep going back to planting the seeds mm -hmm. between the collars on the wolves and the fact that the, the herd has got this disease and now yeah. they need to all be taken away. You know, there's like, there's a whole story coming yeah. about all of that that we don't even know yet. Um, so yeah, that's not necessarily crazy, but it's certainly interesting. Yeah. Well, and another thing I thought about, too, was the extent that they go to to protect the ranch. Mm -hmm. In the past, we see that John and, you know, his crew killing the land developer with his own weed killer. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, oh, this, <laughs> you know, it's like business as usual, getting rid of things that, you know, get in the way or getting, you know, or jeopardizing my land and my ownership of this land or the extent that they are willing to go to save this ranch and keep this ranch mm -hmm. is just, but you expect it, right? You expect them yeah. to do that. It's like, Oh my gosh, you don't want them to get caught. I'm sure we're, we, <laughs> if anyone got <laughs> near that area where they were dumping bodies, we're like, no, drive past it. There's nothing there. <laughs> um, and even the, the wolves, with the tracking, the GPS tracking devices of, you know, mm -hmm. getting rid of those and the cover up of that. I mean, they're just going to do everything they can to save the ranch, the ranch, the ranch, the ranch. That is what is the most important. So it's just, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy what people will do. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, I had a, I had a moment in, in watching all of this and I, I don't know if um, if you guys were affected by this moment or if you have a different moment, but I love the city. I am a city girl. I always say, oh, you take me to New York, you know, just any city that's just bustling. I could live there is, you know, my thought. And I've always loved the city. I like um, 
just being around restaurants and people and shopping and, and just things that are happening, cultural things, whatever it might be. I just like it all. But watching the show, I'm like, oh man, the beauty of it all, just the serenity of it all. And as I hear John talk about his ranch and everything mm -hmm. else, and as we see, and I'm going to jump jump a little bit to the side and come back to this, but seeing the other spinoffs with 1883 and 1923 and seeing, mm -hmm. it, it, it makes me think about our ancestors, what they went through to get here, what they endure, those that survive, those that are still around. The reason we are here. The reason we are here today is because our ancestors were able to get through to survive just all kinds of things. So many things, diseases and travel and just everything, childbirth and mm -hmm. so much more. And you just feel, you know, really, we're just these little, you know, little specks of time that we live in, right? And it's like, oh, I'm here. And so just this show just opens my eyes to so much. And I really loved when Monica was talking to Summer and she tells her, look at these mountains. They have been around for 80 million years and they will be around for millions more. Name a city that will last that long. Whoa, you guys. I was mm -hmm. like, that like hit me so much hard. I was like, oh my goodness. So, you know, I I don't know. I kind of want to live on a ranch somewhere. So uh, I just, it's just so, to me, it was an aha moment for me. Do you guys have mm -hmm. any thoughts on that? You know, the only comment I have about that is um, to think about, you know, Montana and these Midwestern like states where things are just a lot slower pace than it is in New York and in California and all these other like metropolitan type cities. Um, for John Dutton to talk about his kids and for him to just kind of mention, you know, I have one child that I miss. So that was his son who passed. One child that I pity. One child that I regret. And one girl, that child... I envy for him to make a comment that he envies Beth, Beth, you know, I don't want to say any bad word, but she is so badass. And when I think about her character in the past and how, you know, as an attorney and she goes in and she says the thing that she, and she just makes stuff happen. And for John to envy that about his daughter. Yeah. I don't know. That just, that really stands out to me. That is kind of an aha moment as well, because I, I never thought of that he would think that way of her, you know? Yeah. So mm -hmm. that, that even puts her in a higher pedestal to me. I shouldn't say pedestal, <laughs> but she is just amazing. <laughs> I, I need, she is my spirit animal. I need a little bit more of her in my life so that I can just stand up for just absolutely everything and anything, you yeah. know, and yeah. anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's just an amazing character. She is. Did you have any thoughts, Michelle, on that? No? I do not. I have, I mean, other, you know, my aha moments are what you already mentioned, the lifestyle. When all of us were talking before the podcast, 
um, you know, we both, Alma and I agree, we would like to be the, um, the chef on the ranch. Yeah. So that's my, <laughs> that's my thing is, you know, that really seriously, everybody had to eat. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so, you know, those pioneers you were talking about that, that, that made their way out here and then people on the ranch and, you know, you see them cooking, not very, um, elaborate meals in the, in the bunkhouse, but I sure wouldn't mind just becoming a, a chef or a cook on their ranch. That's yeah. what I have. You know, Michelle, you're the chef. I'm the sous chef. But as you're mentioning this, I'm thinking about when Summer goes out and she starts talking to Monica and she's helping her, like, peel the potatoes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my yes, God. Clearly, yes. she's never done that before in her life. I was afraid she's going to cut her finger off. Yeah. <laughs> that made me yeah. laugh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the sous chef. So it's the, be- <laughs> it's the behind, it's the behind the scenes more than the office. Yeah. 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 Me, you know, the reality of the lifestyle. And I really respect it. Mm-hmm. I really, really do think that I know, I'm sure everybody that watches it thinks that, but I, I feel like I could easily just transport myself tomorrow mm-hmm. and be just fine on a hundred thousand, however many acre yeah, ranch yeah. and, and, and really enjoy just that, that lifestyle and the management yeah. of the ranch. It wouldn't be boring. Yeah, that's no for way, sure. Yeah. It'd be hard. There's, there's always something to do. It'd be really hard though, you know? <laughs> yeah, it would. So, it's, it's, yeah. So it's a hard, it's a hard thing to, to run, man, and everything oh. they have to deal with. All yeah, right. Get up at 4.30 in the morning. Ah! <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or Jimmy yeah. getting up at three. <laughs> On his ranch. Well, he Our, was a little late that one morning. He was. He was. <laughs> but he was still up. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. That was a cute scene. (laughs) It was. Okay, so now we are at our segment and the award goes to. So I would like to know, what is your favorite quote, character, or moment? Well, and this is Valma. I just have to say, John Dutton, that man is hot. (laughs) I mean, I, I should actually look and see how old he is. I haven't looked it up. And I'm sure he's got some work and stuff done, but to look at him, he looks so debonair. He looks like a rancher, like a cowboy. Like he's been out squinting in the sun with his cowboy hat, you know? Yeah. Um, and for him to actually win an Academy Award for this. Or oh, actually yeah, it was a Golden Dutton. Globe. It was a Golden, Golden Globe. Globe. There you go. Yeah. Woohoo. Well, because Academy Award, that's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Although it is a series. I don't know. I love, I love Kevin Costner. Of course, he's done, you know, his uh, westerns and all. I just saw he's 68, by the way. 68. I just was watching the other night. It was on um, Field of Dreams. I love Mm. that movie. Yeah, that's a great one. He's so good. He has some good movies. He does. Yeah. He was cast well in this role. My he definitely bodyguard. was. <laughs> he could be my bodyguard yeah. anytime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I have two favorite lines that I literally have talked about several times over the past um, a few days or a few weeks, depending upon which one. But um, I think both of them might have come late in, in the season um, or, you know, mid-season. Um, one of them was, I think he might have said it twice. Rip told Beth to let's put the crazy away for a minute, Beth. <laughs> um, and I just loved the way he said it. You know, he can, he does have a way of grounding her and it was just the way he said it very seriously, not a cute little jokey thing. Just <laughs> let's, let's put it away for a little bit. So I love that. 
Um, and I love that she does a fight back with him every once in a while. And then my other part was between, um, Summer and Beth, um, when they were inside the house. It was before the fight, if I recall right. And, um, Beth was, you know, had some attitude about the fact that she was even there and she's telling her that she's on house arrest. She doesn't have a choice. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to be here. And then Beth basically says, don't touch my Tito's. And Summer says that I, I drink scotch. And she says, of course you do, you hairy fucking armpits. <laughs> Excuse my language. No. And then she turns and then she looks back at her and says, oh, and let's get one thing clear. Touch my peanut M&Ms in the freezer and I will kill you in your sleep. <laughs> and Summer just looks at her and says, I sleep with a knife and I have a peanut allergy. That scene and that exchange, it was so brief, but it was the best. Kind of like I think early on when in an earlier season or an earlier um, episode when she had told her, um, I hope you die of, she was at the dinner table. I hope you Oh my God, you guys have to help me with this one. Hope you die of syphilis. I hope you, do you either one of you remember I don't, that? I'm trying to remember. Oh remember. man. The first time she met her. So she was there oh. for breakfast. It was that breakfast table. And she said, I hope, oh my gosh, I'll have to look it up and see if I can get that one. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> But their lines back and forth seem to be the ones that stick out to me mm -hmm. as those zingers and, and best lines. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Diana? I'm still thinking about their fight. I don't know why. My, <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking how they were uh, beating each other up and how Summer kept trying to use her, was it her wrestling moves or something? And and <laughs> Beth tells her to stop. <laughs> you know, don't be using those moves on me anymore. Basically, just fight, you know, with your fists or whatever it is. So. I don't know. Well, it might have been martial arts. Martial maybe. arts? I, I, I don't remember. Yeah, it was I can't remember either. Because she kept yeah. going at her the same way. Uh, anyway. Okay. So my favorite moments. Okay. So just so you guys know, I always pick these emotional scenes because that's what really gets to me. And I just thought it was a really lovely moment filled with such compassion with at, at Casey and Monica's baby's funeral when John speaks to Monica and says all he saw of this planet was you. And all mm. he knew was you loved him. That boy lived a perfect life, Monica. We're mm -hmm. the only ones that know it was brief. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, my heart. Oh my gosh. It was just perfect. It was what she needed. It was... It stayed with her. She said it later that it meant so much to her, that it helped her get through her grief. I just, it was the best. It was the best for me. That was very touching. That's a good one. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I tend to go for the more funny ones that, that stick in my mind yeah. and that are zingers. Well, that's but good. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah. Well, sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes it is the funny ones. So I wanted to know, are there any last tidbits you guys want to talk about or bring up before we wrap this up? Because so much happened in the season. So. I just can't wait for the next season. I'm so hooked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought, go ahead. I, I, the only, I, the only thing I think that I hadn't mentioned yet is just what's happening with rainwater and the, you know, the reservation, this new guy coming in and I, uh, the character, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to forget her name right now. Um, the, the one that's the lawyer that's for the Indian, the, for the, the tribe. Oh, thunder, yeah. something um, thunder, I think. <sighs> 
What is yeah, her, her name? Yeah, her name. Oh, gosh, I, you know, I have it. Yeah. Anyway, it's back here, but I, I just can't think of it right this second. But her character is turning very quickly nastier and nastier um, character. I didn't necessarily like before. It's just getting worse now. Yeah. Um, but she is definitely going after rainwater and bringing in this new young politician that we see at the very end. Or not, not politician. I think he's going to be somebody that she's looking to take over the tribe um, position that Rainwater currently holds. Um, so that'll be interesting too, because it's, it's clearly these two people have, uh, a, a, they're not going to be allies with John anymore. So there's going to be a whole other element there for him to fight along with the equities group and all of the other things that are happening from all the different angles. So it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. I um I wanted to bring up something a moment that happened between Beth and John when he was telling her I don't know how it came about but they started talking about the business and how to make money and how they were going to make money and you know Beth just be you know had this realization um and wanting to sell beef mm-hmm. and I guess John doesn't do that, wasn't, didn't think about doing it, doesn't want to, but, uh, Beth feels, or, you know, sees the benefit in doing that. But as they were talking, it was, it's because they are, they don't have money. They don't have Mm -hmm. money. And, and, you know, with all the, with everything that's happening with the cattle and having to move them so they don't all die off. There's just a lot of struggles on the ranch that are happening that I had no idea because I always thought they had money. I, they have a helicopter. I was like, <laughs> what? I don't understand. So it was kind of a realization for me that I, I just thought that they had more money than they, than they do and how much mm-hmm. money it must take to have everything run the way it does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, the yeah. cars that they drive, the way that they dress, the things that they do, I, I just assume they had money. Um, yeah, fair assumption. Yeah. Fair so assumption. But just, yeah, they have talked about bare bones. I mean, it's just about getting through the year mm-hmm. with a break even yeah. is what is what they talk yeah. about. So, yeah. And then they want to pass that on to their their yeah. their children yeah. and their heirs because <laughs> yeah. it's so important. It yeah. makes you go, huh, that makes you value it all the more. It's, it's what it means um, and what it means historically more than it means any kind of lifestyle. Right. And what a mis- misconception we all have, and including probably people in, in the town and in uh, the whole state, yeah. that they live high on the hog. And, and we know that they certainly don't. I do want to mention that I love the music. Every time I hear the music come on, <laughs> I get so excited. It's got, it's, They have the best music. I just love it. <laughs> da na 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 I know, right? <laughs> Is there anything you guys are looking forward to in the second half? You know, I can't even think the way the writers write. I am just so intrigued and um, excited about it. Yeah, I don't know. I, anything can go sideways. I have no right. idea how Jamie's going to be with Sarah. I hope, I don't know. I kind of feel like they're really going to have a relationship. Hope, I don't know. Right, right. We don't know how it's going to go. And you know, Jamie's son, is he considered an heir right now? Will that come back into play? What's going to happen with his child? I don't know. Because to me, 
I don't, I don't know. Well, he is his adopted son, so it is his son. So mm-hmm. he does have, I'm sure, rights unless John redoes his will. I don't know, because otherwise, yeah. Tate is the only would be the only heir. Otherwise, there is definitely a lot of material, and all of the, I think I've already queued them all up, so I won't add any more. <laughs> I think that yeah. all of those things. Yeah. Are the cliffhangers I cannot wait to see. And I doubt they'll all be answered in, in the next, you know, at the end of season five. I think there's just, they've set themselves up. It is excellent writing. Very, very good. And so many layers and, you know, some stories are hotter and bigger than others, but I just, I just can't wait. (laughs) I know. I'm excited to out. Yes, can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Viewing party, my house in the summer. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Okay. There with cowboy hat on. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) All right. Thank you, ladies. That wraps up our conversation on Yellowstone. Can't wait for part two. I would love to know if you have any TV or movie recommendations. Oh, boy. Let's see. TV shows. Right now, uh, I just recently watched Burnt on Netflix. It's not a new movie. I want to say it probably came out 2017 or so. I had a friend mention it. Had never heard about it before. I'm a huge foodie. It's with... um Ah, oh, what is Bradley Cooper, who's so hot. Yeah. And uh, basically, he's like this washed up uh, two star Michelin two star chef out in Paris. And he just gets into drugs and just blows everything up and makes a lot of people upset with him. And then he decides as soon as he's clean and sober that he wants to earn his three star and uh, it just gets better from there. It, it's really interesting. And the food that he makes, oh, my gosh. I just want to go to a Michelin star restaurant now. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks so good. They're so particular. You know, they, yeah. yeah, very creative. And, hey, chefs are definitely artists. And a movie, you know, the last time I went to the movies was to see Avatar with uh, – with, a team at work and it was really good. It was long. It was like three hours long. Uh, but it was interesting. So the new one, right? The, the new yeah, one. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did get, uh, I'm a member with, um, is it Cine- Cinemark? I think so. Yeah. I get free. I pay $9.99. I get a free movie every month or so. I get discounts on tickets. So I just need to get to the movie theater. Yeah. What else is out there? What do you guys like? Oh, boy, I am the worst person to ask. Like I said, I'm just now catching up on Yellowstone. So I'm still doing the whole let's catch up on those season, those those shows that everybody's talking about. Yeah. So I'm a little behind the times. I don't go to the theater all that much. And then I think you're right. They're all starting to come out again. I think that's going to become a thing is going to the movies again because it was kind of yeah. put on hold there for a while. But while everything was put on hold, I found it a great opportunity to catch up on things like Yellowstone. And I watched Made, which I thought was extraordinarily good on Netflix. Um, I watched Handmaid's Tale, which I, you know, of course, catching up with everybody that loved it. But I'll tell you that had a profound impact on yeah, me. It was one of those it. shows where you think about it every day. And, and it, it just it was the characters were real. And boy, that's one of the best ones I've seen lately. And then as we were I just now was just thinking about, you know, what another show that stood out to me. And it's I don't think it's not very many episodes, but Hell on Wheels. I don't know if either one of you have seen it, but it's also in the Western genre. It's about the um, the railroads when they were building 
the railroads in the U.S. And so it's the Pacific Line and the um, what's coming from e- the east is building towards this, you know, to the west and the west is building towards the east and then it meets in the middle. And um, the town, the Hell on Wheels, is where they stop at the time to make a camp um, to build the railroads and all the workers. And there's, you know, the 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 black workers and the white workers and there's a a church that's built everywhere and the saloon that's built everywhere and so every town becomes a makeshift town and then where they choose to plant that makeshift town is ends up becoming political and it's a mixture between real um um uh, facts and historical facts and real presidents and real uh, people who were um actual um historical figures and then there are some that are uh, mixtures of of characters that were made up by the writers but i will say that i have to highly recommend um hell on wheels it was great to it was a great series and oh the man the guy that plays the main character and i cannot <laughs> think of his name right now but you both need to watch it it's a really good show i <laughs> yeah. i don't think i started watching that i i feel like i almost started watching it but i didn't but what did you see find it on where is it uh streaming do oh, you know boy. that's a good question no i think if you google it it'll tell you and it wasn't something hard to you know okay. it was either netflix or one of those so yeah you'll find all it. right i'll i'll add that in there um, so people can easily find it. Um, well, thank you guys. More hot cowboys. I know, right? <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, I had to, uh, had to make my list small because I watch so many things. So I'm just going to just share these with everybody. I'll try to make it as short as possible and just have everyone just go watch it. So for TV shows, I'm watching Ginny and Georgia season two on Netflix. I really like the show about a mother and a daughter as it explores mental health, race, and relationships with this crazy storyline, basically like a coming of age because, um, Ginny's about 15 and her mother's like 30. She had her when she was pretty young, but, um, uh, Georgia does crazy, crazy stuff. And so, uh, it's just, uh, it blows your mind the stuff that the mother does. So, I mean, I'm talking like, like murder stuff. So it's like, it's good. Oh. Yeah. So it's uh, just to survive. She does it as a means to survive, not like she's just out murdering people, but um, just to escape abuse or other things. So, but uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I too saw Avatar, The Way of the Water. And I have to say, I saw the first one, however many years ago, it's been quite a while. And I liked it, but I wasn't that was not like my favorite movie because I'm a huge fan of Titanic. It is one of my favorite movies. I love Terminator, Aliens, all of that. James Cameron, because I just think he's a great um, director. And so I thought, well, I think I really want to see this. And I did. And I actually liked it better than I did the first one. And just for those that haven't seen it, it's Sully and Natiri. They have a family now, but they're in jeopardy. And uh, because of the sky people, a.k.a. the humans, well, sort of, <laughs> you have to watch to understand that. But uh, so they have to move from the forest and head to the water and seek refuge with another tribe. So um, it's just really interesting. I think uh, James Cameron has a really good way of, um, you know, he loves the sea, the water, and he's just a, a man of, of science. He really loves science. So he really brings in all the knowledge he has and puts it into this movie. And it's actually quite extraordinary. And I 
I don't know if you knew this, uh, Valma, or not, but I knew, I thought that they had used parts of Sigourney Weaver for the, um, for the 14 year old Kiri. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was actually her acting all of it. I was like shocked. I figured, well, it oh, looks just like her. It no, does, I didn't know that it does <laughs> look like her, but I thought that they, I didn't know how they did it. But they so. actually have everything on her. You know how they have those things and they have them acted out. It's actually yeah. her with everything, all the movements, the voices, everything. It is her as that role. It's like crazy. Uh-huh. You guys have to see, just Google the, well, after you watch it. Or actually, you probably don't even have to watch it. You could just see this part. Uh, if you just Google it, you'll see Sigourney in that role, of course, with all the dots on her face and everything, <laughs> um, you know, acting a, a a part of the movie. I just can't even believe it. And I just think, wow, that's so amazing. So Gordon Weaver, who's in her seventies is able to play this 14 year old girl. I mean, that is mm-hmm. just like amazing and such actually such a gift to her and uh, yeah. everybody that was acting against her in this role just thought she was so amazing. And it's just really good. It's done really well. And I just like how the, it centers around um, the kids in this um in this particular one. And I think it right now it's at um, 1.9 billion globally. It's like the fifth, I think fifth or sixth movie um, ever. Of course, Titanic is one of them and the other avatar. And then two of the Avengers movies is in that count there. Uh, I also saw the menu. Did you guys see this on HBO? No. Okay, you guys should watch this. <laughs> it's a couple attend an exclusive dinner on an island with a select group as a renowned chef prepares a lavish tasting menu with surprising happenings. <laughs> and it's with Ralph Fiennes as the chef and Anya Taylor-Joy. It's 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 kind of crazy. So, uh it's I guess it's uh, I don't want to give it away. You guys just have to watch it. And then I saw She Said on Peacock, and it's about the published report that exposed Harvey Weinstein's abuse and sexual misconduct against women and how hard it was to get women to come um, forward. But what I really liked about this movie was watching the investigative reporters. They were investigating. It was so hard for them to find the women, to get the women to talk to them, to speak up. Um, and I just really, I really enjoyed seeing that aspect of it. I just thought it was really well done. Um, uh, Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan is, are played the two leads and they're really good. This, you know, whole, um, New York Times, uh, report is what propelled the Me Too movement. And, uh, Ashley Judd is in the movie. She plays herself, um, her role. And there's a moment, um, that happens between her and the reporters. And it gave me chills. When it happened, it just gave me complete chills. So I just thought, wow, I just appreciate Ashley Judd so much more than I already do. So anyway, those are my recommendations. All right. I want to thank you, Valma and Michelle, for joining me today and your recommendations and all your insight on Yellowstone. It's just been fabulous with you ladies here today. Woo-hoo. It was definitely fun. Loved it. Loved it. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll have to um, 
for the second half. Let's watch it and put out another episode, uh, given our thoughts. That would be awesome if you guys would join me again. Absolutely. Cannot wait. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> All right. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website, screensinfocus.com and follow us and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. We'll be releasing a new episode in a couple of weeks. Next show will be on White Lotus season two. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Good night, (laughs) y'all.